0: Hello, hello, hello guys. Welcome to The Breakdown. I am your host, Tanya Lee, and my co-host Johanna is a little bit under the weather tonight. So (laughs) she is here with us in the background, but we didn't want the show to stop. So we wanted to keep things rolling, keep things moving. And plus we had such an interesting month and we have an awesome guest on board. So we were More concerned about the level of just keeping things going and the pace going on what it is. So, as you guys know, all month long, we have focused on mediumship and we've had some awesome guests on board. And if you are new to the show um, and this is your first time here, I do highly recommend you go back and watch some of the shows. um, Or if you're listening on the podcast, go back and listen to some of the past shows because it's been a really cool month. We started off with learning about all the different types of mediumship. And then we got on to some more specifics like medical and intuitive eating. And this week we are talking about message mediumship, what that's all about. Mediums who receive messages from spirits from the afterlife and what it's, you know, what signifies that. So our guest tonight, I actually found through another YouTuber and I'm going to give her a shout out Her name is Susie Spirit Sensitive. She did a book review on our guest who wrote a book called setting spirits free and it's kind of like a how-to manual but anyway it it put me down a rabbit hole and i checked out her youtube channel and i was blown away with the information that um diana had on there so our guest tonight is diana palm diana is a natural medium with ability to see spiritually and help individuals heal She has utilized her unique spiritual gifts with countless paranormal investigation groups worldwide. She's founded Afterlife Research Society to provide proof of the afterlife. She's also a certified instructor of Theta Healing, teaches mediumship classes, and offers a custom nine-week Grief healing program to help those suffering from loss. Through a series of workshops, certification courses, and private sessions, Diana assists people with transforming their lives through spiritual healing. And as I noted, she's also a um, author of several books. We are going to bring her on. I'm very excited to have her on so we can chit-chat about media message um, messages and so forth. So we're going to bring her on. And Hi! <laughs> Hi there. there. She is. Hi. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank I am, you. I am so, like I said, I am so excited to have you on board because one of the cool things that I have found with um, us chatting with all of these different mediums is that it's not just one gift that a medium has. They have so many different kind of gifts. And everything is unique and that's been also and you know no one's just one thing they're not just a message medium and so forth so I wanted to put the floor out to you to let us know a little bit more about yourself I know I gave you an intro but um, how you got into this and utilized your gifts
1: okay well I was uh, I grew up in California so we used to go to ghost towns all the time And I was a very empathic, not knowing what what any of this was, but I would just always feel the ghosts that were left behind there. I'd feel very, very sad. I could feel their presence, I wanted to help them. And then as I grew older, I started, I actually lived in many, many haunted houses. Um, and my daughter was also born with a gift. So she and I could both see ghosts walking around the house and (laughs) (laughs) that
0: had to be interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'd be like, that's okay. That's cool. You know, they come out at night or they do this or that. We're kind of familiar with these ones. And, you know, you kind of get used to living in the world of spirit and you, it just becomes very kind of symbiotic with your life. Um, and then I would just tell my daughter not to be scared. I'd like, just go and talk to them, honey, and ask them what they need and what we can do to help them. And then for her own validation, I'd bring her to the cemetery, we'd find their headstones. And, you know, I was big into research and I always love validation and proof. And so that's why I ended up doing more of the proof of the afterlife. Cause I was like, this is fascinating and everyone needs to know this is real. It's not like imaginary, you know? So, um, so it was just kind of like a natural unfoldment. I was always yeah. interested in the healing. And so I kind of avoided the mediumship. I didn't want to mm-hmm. step into mediumship. I just mainly wanted to help people heal. Uh, but eventually they just merged and, and it was like every client that was coming to me had loved ones in spirit that needed help. So it just kept opening up.
0: I think that's, I think that's amazing. And I, what I think is really profound too, because, um, you have mentioned, you know, with your little girl and that you were really supportive of it because I know that that sometimes could be fearful if your kids see something and, you know, if someone's not open to it, it's like, it's just your imagination. Yeah. Um, So um, is there any advice on that for people who are going through that? Because I mean, because it's it's so hard to like, you know, for somebody who can't grasp it or really understand or is this real in that sense?
1: You know what? I um, my daughter was able to see more than I could. So when she was about three years old, she could see different frequencies. And so spirits Mm -hmm. and ghosts, they're all just different frequencies. And she was a little more open than I was. So what I began, I was like, how am I going to be a good mom to her if I cannot help her understand what's going on? So I began working on myself. I took Reiki classes. I learned everything I could about energy. Um, This is also, you know, well, prior to that, I'd already been out to Bosnia to learn from a healing priest, how to heal people spiritually and how to get rid of entities. Mm -hmm. Um, But as she was seeing more than me, I was like, I have to make sure our home is safe and that she feels comfortable sleeping in it. Because if she tells me that the man at the end of her bed has a hat on and he's waking her up at night and I can't see this one, I want to, I want to be able to, I want to be able to help her and know that our house is safe. So that's what I would suggest for parents is not to um, pacify that or play it down or have your children ignore it. I would say, get into
0: some classes
1: Mm -hmm. and learn how to open up yourself and your own abilities so that you can actually see what's going on in your children's lives and help them.
0: That's that's um, you know, that's like healing one hundred and one, right? You just dove right into it. Yep. <laughs> and I love how you put that aspect in there because I feel like a lot of times, you know, with the ghost hunters out there, the paranormal investigators, is they're curious, but there's the, what's missing a lot of times is the healing aspect because I think, and I mean, you can step in on this, you'll probably have way more experience than I do, but I feel like with some of these people who are going out there and they're getting, you know, feeling the the intentions of being attacked or things like that, is they're not really, you know, asking to help them or, you know, what the situation is. Do you find that too is?
1: Well, one of the things, um, and I know lots and lots of paranormal people, some of them really, really do want to help. Um, Mm -hmm. and then they have different skill levels to that means. Uh, but some of them are just, you know, basically grabbing a recorder and, and they may have a desire in their heart to help, but they have no skill level. And typically, those are the people that are getting the attachments. And I've seen the worst kind of attachments come home with people in the paranormal, uh, getting any, lots and lots of different illnesses, car accidents on the way home, then their whole house is haunted, and, and it goes on and on from there. So while I was working real heavily with paranormal teams, It was really important for me to, uh, well, I'd spend half my time clearing them and doing healing on site. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my God, you know, you're not, you cannot bring this home again, you know? And we're like, and I couldn't impress that enough. It's like, do more healing, do more healing. You have to grow spiritually to be Mm -hmm. spiritually strong enough to be in those environments and be safe.
0: Yeah. I like how you reverse it because I I think there's this thing where it's like, how do you connect to the other side and you give aspects, but I like how you put it in the front of saying, no, there's a lot of healing work that needs to be done. So you know what to do to get to know yourself in that sense.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? The the best technique I ever found was just truly healing yourself because your gifts flood in.
0: (laughs) I think our natural
1: state is to be extremely open psychically and to have all of our mediumship skills and all of our spiritual gifts. And it's just because we're usually carrying a genetic b- b- burden or the things that we lived in our through in our own childhood, or our own lifetime that block us. Mm. So as we begin to peel out those layers, our gifts are there, they're already there. And then we can actually explore those more and develop and fine tune them. But they're, they're there for all of us.
0: And for, for those of us who have lost loved ones, because I, I love also that you have a grief counseling program too. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a course in that sense. Do you find, like, can you tell us some profound healing aspects that you have seen with what people experience? Cause I know personally, I have experienced with a medium myself getting yeah. some healing in that aspect, but if you can touch on that.
1: Yeah, um, boy, I get every different type of um, client and different variations of grief. Um, I've worked with people that have had really tragic deaths, loved ones that killed themselves. And um, I did, you know, this last year, I worked with a gal that she actually had to, um, she found her own son who had, had killed himself. And the poor little thing, her hands were just shaking and trembling months later. And she was still stuck in that fight or flight. She was still holding on to all that trauma. She just couldn't get past that moment because it was so tragic. Um, So the first thing I did was I was able to connect with her and get in and actually work with her body intuitively and um, turn down her adrenals and like balance things out. And she goes, is that normal for me to feel that in my brain? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then her hands just got really calm. And she just was like, oh, my God, I think I'll be able to sleep now. And I'm like, yeah, that marks your first day of beginning to move forward through the grief because people get stuck in the moment and it's so traumatic sometimes. Um, And then we were able to connect with her son after that, but it was important to get her to a place of where she could be calm and um, begin the healing process. And then her son just stepped right forward.
0: Do you find when you have people like, because, you know, it's, it's really hard when you're you know, you have an expectation, right? You go in to see a medium and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I want to talk to somebody on the other side. And do you find that some people are like completely flabbergasted with what they find out and it's nothing what they really intended to go in for? Does that happen?
1: Yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, there's like, you know, sometimes people get like this, uh, deer in headlights syndrome where they get like amnesia and you're like, they're saying this and they're, they're showing me this and this, they're like, no. And then all of a sudden they call you back after and they're like, Oh my God, you know, like everything you said was right. I forgot. Or they found a picture or they found whatever. Yeah. Or they talked to their other family members and found out it was the truth. So that's, that's okay. And you know what, as a medium, we're not there to prove anything or convince anybody. It's like, I'm just going to convey what I get. I trust my connection with spirit. And you know, there's a one aspect of it. Sometimes your interpretation of what they're showing you could be off, but what they're showing you is true and accurate. So if you just lean into it that way, um, I find that that's more relevant for most people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I for one, can tell you, because I've, I've been to a couple different mediums, Um, but I, I could tell you for one that I went through the deer headlight thing because I just became stupid, like really stupid. Like, I'm like, how do I not remember how many siblings I have? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's happened to me before too. When I, when I was developing on going to a lot of mediums and I'd be like, I couldn't remember anything, you know? Yeah. And they'd ask, does this per, do you have this person in spirit? No, no. And then it's like, oh my
0: gosh, I can't believe I forgot that person. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I found too, when I was doing the development um, courses, I was even not realizing I was getting messages or things from there too. And if we can touch a little bit on there, because there's a lot of people out there that are getting messages um, from their loved ones or just spirits in general and not, and not, it's just going over their head. So are Are there any key things that you can leave off or or what you think that, you know, can people be a little bit more open-minded towards?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, very important, like right after they pass, it's going to be more, it's going to be a little easier for them to get uh, a lot of contact. And then usually people feel like, oh my God, they left me because I'm not getting signs and symbols, but they didn't, they're still there. They're just stepping back so that you can move on with your life and go through the healing process, but they're still with you, watching you and helping you. And how they'll bring you symbols. You know, the easiest is by far um, dream visits. And mm-hmm. of course, the symbols, the same letters or numbers that you're seeing, the repeat patterns, the songs on the radio, um, physical touch, they're hearing their voice, sometimes even getting a phone call and you look at your screen and it's the person that passed. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, Yeah, a lot of electronics, <laughs> yeah. a lot of different things. There's just multiple endless ways. And I always say this. Um, even though I'm a person of discernment, when you're feeling that your loved one is reaching out and something odd happens in your environment, just trust it. Just go with it. Just be like, that's my sign. They just sent me that animal or they just sent me that car or whatever. Um, because if you're ruling everything out, you're never going to receive what they're trying to give you. And it's just comfort that they're there with you.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's nice to have validation that you trust yourself to yes. say, no, that's what it is and not you know, rely heavily on, you know, j- just another person in that sense, like go utilize Absolutely. your own intuition. So I, th- I do think that's really important to bring on there. Do you find um, when you are um, communicating with spirits, do you find that there are some common validations that they state that come across all the time? That's like this kind of the same message or whether they want help or, you know, want to um, talk to someone or...
1: They usually all, I mean, yeah, the most common, they want to express their love for sure. I mean, that's the absolute most common. Um, sometimes they will say funny things just so that you know that you're making that, that individual connection. Um, they'll say things, they'll bring things up that you've been through recently, you know, they are, or they'll bring through a significant piece of jewelry that you're used to wearing that they'll see you, you put on your ring for the day and they'll mention that, um, But most often, you know, what they really just want to say is they're okay, and they want you to be okay. That's the big message. Um, But it does feel different. I mean, it's easy to say that and it doesn't touch your heart. But when there's other information or evidence that they're there, and then you hear it, it really does reach your heart. So, yeah, but that's what they want to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. You did a recent video that I saw and I connected because I'm very close to my animals. Yeah. Um, and you had done one on pet afterlife communication. And um. I, I'm i really was, not that I didn't expect that, but I was really profound with some of the stuff that you had mentioned about it, about how we can still stay connected and they are still there. Yes. Um, and I, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying that I know when I had a dog pass, I kept hearing him scratch on the door when he wasn't there. And it was like, Uh is he still there?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. And so I, um, I've had so many people just pour their hearts out to me and share their stories with pet loss. And I really wanted to, you know, let them know, like they're still around you too. They love you. They're connected to you. And I experienced that with my own dog and cats. I've had ghost cats snuggling on my feet and my dog that I put down, he came right away. I kept seeing him actually um, in my, with my eyes around the house and he came in dream visits and he rattled his collar as if he was walking around the house with his little collar on. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of signs and symbols that he gave us to let us know that he was with us. Um, but I had such an overwhelming response that I did start like a free private group on Facebook. And I don't, I'm not really in there that often. I try to make comments whenever I have time, but the the group is just designed to share your stories, share your pictures, and let other people support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually turning out to be pretty cool because people are joining like this community of people that also love animals and lost them. And they're kind of helping each other move forward.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about is that we're all kind of helping each other in healing because yeah. you know, you're never really truly alone. So, right. um, and I found some amazing groups with just grief and so forth. And yes. I found more comfort and I close friends that I have had over over the past on there. So
1: um,
0: I do think it's important to get that support for that. Do you um, have any specific stories that you can share with us for people who have connected with their, their lost loved ones that were just like amazing or that you could, can you share with us in any of those ones?
1: Um, So when I, it depends on how I'm working with people, but when people are around me, they usually have more physical experiences Um, Because that's the way I've always experienced spirit. Like I'm not just a mental mediumship. I've had physical phenomena happen around me all the time. So when people are coming to my classes and stuff like that, they're actually experiencing a lot of that stuff too. And usually for the first time. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. I mean, like getting touched, hearing things. And um, one of the things that I teach them is how to scry and it's for mediumship. Purposes, And so when I teach people how to scry, they can actually learn to see into the spiritual realm with their eyes open.
0: Mm. And
1: so we were doing that I was, uh, I had this gal come to my house. And she was like, you know, I was teaching her how to scry that was the only purpose. And immediately, when we began to look at each other, I saw her mother standing over her left shoulder. And I didn't know anything about her family. I didn't know her mother had even passed. I had no idea. But I just said, I, I feel like it's your mom. She looks very much like you. Her hair is brown, shoulder length, and uh, she looks like you except for these different things on her face. And she feels like she died middle age, like in her forties or whatever. And she just burst out crying.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: she's like, "Oh my God!" She goes, "I've been to so many mediums, and no one's been able to connect with her. I didn't know where she was. Why? Why she was so hard to connect with?" And I'm like. Well, we just raised our energy and our vibration and and she became visible. She's been there all along, you know, but yeah. our can block us. A lot of things can block us from that vibration and from that ability to see and know our, our loved ones are with us.
0: Yeah. Because of the different frequencies. So, yes. yeah. So I, I do think that's important where people are like, I can't see it, or they're trying so focused on something that they're oh actually- Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when you're in the thick of grief, it's so hard to get your vibration high enough to see them. And so the yeah. best thing to do is just to be relaxing and receptive and then let them come to you and give you a, a visit or a touch or something subtle.
0: Do you find, um, you know, when, cause you know, I'm going back a little bit when you, with the children, Um, For those who block gifts and they come out later in this, um, because I feel like we're always more open as children anyway, you know, we don't have the conscious things that happen to us until we start getting, you know, things that program us to to say things or imagination or not like that. Um, Have you in your, with mentoring people and everything that um, with releasing some of these blockages that they have, have you Mm -hmm. experienced that as well?
1: Absolutely. A lot of my work with the Theta Healing is getting into your subconscious mind and clearing your blocks and fears. Some are built around religious beliefs, dogma, fear of like, if I open myself up to see spirits, will I see the dark ones too? You know, so a lot of people will not let themselves see their loved ones because they're afraid of seeing everything else. Yeah. And my perspective on that is, wouldn't you rather know they're there so you can clear them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. So I'd rather see everything and then clear my space.
0: <laughs> my my niece is on right now and she, I know she's all into the ghost stuff and in there. And she goes, have you ever communicated with a negative spirit from the other side? So yes. let's, can, can we talk a little bit about the negativity of-, of Absolutely.
1: Of the- yeah. Um, so I've been clearing dark entities since I was about 24 years old. So uh, 26 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one of the, the gifts that I have. And in working with them, you know, anybody can learn to do it. Um, you have to have, I feel you should have a calling because you're going to want to, you have to do a lot of work on your vessel to stay clear, make sure you don't get attachments, make sure you don't get sick. Um, there was one time when I was very, like in my young 20s, when I had unintentionally absorbed a negative entity from a person that I was with. And I, we literally went to the church for healing. They were doing a special healing at that time. And I didn't know I had it. Otherwise, I would have gotten rid of it. But we went to this healing, and um, everyone was praying over us. And it literally climbed out of me. And I think that was the most, one of the most personally scary stories early in my development with this. And I, I felt the claws. I felt the claws come up out of me. And I looked down, and my sweater was being lifted um, and it was a heavy, thick knit sweater. It was lifted in front of me and I could feel the claws and then it was out and it was gone. And she looked at me and she goes, honey, you have been carrying that for him. She, and that was my empath thing, right? If you're empathic, you're yeah. you negative people, you're going to naturally absorb their demons because in an effort to want them to be better, you're going to think, you know, most of us just take it. That's what empaths do. So I had to learn to become very strong and really reverse that energy so that I wasn't absorbing from people.
0: So how, how does one know if it's that, or if it's just depression or if it's just something that you're going through, or is it, does it really, does it really matter as long as you try to, you know, take care of yourself?
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, um, they go hand in hand. Depression and the entities go hand in hand and it doesn't matter which comes first, they just, uh, they come together. Uh, Once a person is depressed, the entities have cut off their light. They can't get the inspiration, the hope, they can't get the energy in their body, the light in their body. And then the rest of the world seems worse and worse and it's kind of like a spiral. Um, But there's so much, so many layers of the darkness that they have to clear in order to get that beautiful natural light in their body again and then feel good and come up and out of it. So when someone's really suffering with depression, it's like, uh, being very vigilant about clearing their energy regularly and doing things to raise their vibration, um, and doing their personal healing work because shifting your, your patterns of victimhood, resentment, regret, and all of those things will permanently keep your vibration higher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel too, like, um, you know, with programming and reprogramming because of the subconscious rules, majority of us. Yeah. Right. So um, to get into that and to just start, you know, I always tell people when you're healing, you don't do everything overnight. I mean, you're, you're slowly doing this and, you know, yeah. you're not going to be able to, and you shouldn't do it alone. You should be able to get support or, yes. or go from there. And I feel like your heart is going to guide you to the right people and know when it's time to move on to another mentor or you find that. I know that's what's worked for me. It's been like a spider web of all the people that have healed me, you know, or we've gone through stuff. And I went from like, you know, and I, and I was like my rock bottom, like six years ago, but mine started with my health and I was just Uh taking care of myself. So it was more in that level where things started changing for me. But, um, what advice can you give for those you know because we're talking about like the negative entities or anything like that um what advice you can give for anybody who runs into something that they know is not right or they just feel like something is off does that make sense Uh, yeah well so i
1: like i have a sense about that and one of the things that i'm always alerted to first um because i generally feel a lot of just love and compassion for people. And I feel related, you know, I feel connected to everybody. When I, my, one of the first thing that tips me off is if I instantly have a dislike for somebody mm. and then I check myself and I'm like, that is terrible. Are you being judgmental today? Like, what is wrong with you? Why would you feel that way about that person? They're, they're appearing really nice or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, how many times did I have to happen before I realized, check them, they have a dark entity with them.
0: You know, how how does that work? Because now, what it like, because sometimes when we are looking at something we don't like, I have also had the teachings of the mirror, like seeing her shadow self of not mm -hmm. liking something. So, how would that work in that level? Is it just another layer of it going, no, someone's really off? Well,
1: when you, I think when you're when you're picking up on it, it, even if you have it within yourself, you're recognizing it in someone else. So it's kind of like the same yeah. thing. You're not gonna recognize it if it's not there, even if you also have it on the inside, yeah. you know? Um, so I once, but I, what for me, it's like, okay, if I become aware that somebody has something like that, you can clear those without their permission. They don't belong oh. here. Okay. So you can always clear those. So I would just clear them and then come back and, and have another engagement with that person. And the conversation would be great. The energy would be great. And I'm like, oh, phew, you know. <laughs> so as long as they don't call it back, we're good. You know, we're fine.
0: <laughs> so that was going to be my next question. Because even though that you can say you can always clear something, even without someone's permission, whether you say leave or I don't want it, if it's even attached to them, like. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> so that's what the priest was teaching me in Bosnia was basically how to do, you know, how to get rid of evil spirits, how to get those out from people. and. Um, and so early in my, that's when my daughter was very involved with my work when she was like three years old, we people would just come to the house and we'd do healings on them and they would heal massive traumas and different things that they had experienced in life from the sort of healing that I learned from the priest. And then my work just kind of advanced and evolved, you know, from there. But that's one of the things, it's like a rule. You don't have to have permission. If you're aware that there's a dark entity in somebody, on somebody, in a home, in a land, you can clear it.
0: It kind of gives the power into you as well, but you never have a power in someone else who wants to bring it back in that right, level. So you a, might be curious something it seems times. silly be,
1: Yeah, it seems silly because they're always like, well, why would I ever call that to myself? And it's like, it's unintentional. It, they, they attach to unhealed issues.
0: Mm.
1: So if you have been abused and you haven't healed it and all the way healed it, all the way to the forgiveness, <laughs> you know, if you're like yeah. halfway healed, you still have raw connectors for entities to attach to. And so it moves us spiritually to really want to look at what we're holding on to, where we're holding blame, where we're holding resentment and, and all of that stuff. And we can only take responsibility for ourselves. That's what we do. We heal the shit we're carrying. We heal our wounds.
0: Right. Now you have been to some pretty interesting places for looking at paranormal and so forth. I'm sure you have plenty of stories to let us know, but- um, is there any that you can say atop your head that was one of the most top ones that was interesting and investigation that you have done um, for the paranormal or a haunted area?
1: Um, the most? Boy, that's so many. <laughs> I, know um, it's,
0: I know there's so many, but like your favorite, your favorite. Let's well,
1: I mean, my favorite was at well, I can't say that one because they're a different business now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, one of the most active buildings that I stated on a paranormal investigation was the Palmer House. Oh, in Sock Center, Minnesota. So that was rampant with spirits of every level, good, bad, and ugly, all of it. They had, it was everywhere. And um, I shared, we were there with a group and then we had a live event as well with other people. And then I shared a a room with another gal. We couldn't even sleep. Our temperature was going up and down. We were seeing people walking past. They're throwing things. They're banging on the windows. I mean, that's how active this location was.
0: Yeah. And so uh, what advice do you have for people? Because I know like it's the Halloween season right now. So there's yeah. a lot of people who are doing the ghost tours and everything. I mm-hmm. actually, I did a, we did a ghost tour in one of the famous uh, cemeteries out here, but it was like a big group. And I was like, who the heck are we going to run? <laughs> there's so many of us here in that level. But, um, I, you know, I also wanted to put out a respect thing too, because, yes. you know, people get into this point of just going to see something and yes. Um, I really wanted to touch on that because there is a respect on um, when you go to investigate these things. You're not just going, it's not a, it's not a sideshow circus, right? Right. Thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah. I very, that's one of the things that I'm most passionate about because mm-hmm. if you know, everyone thinks of a ghost as like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And I have a ghost in my house and, yeah. and I've seen it get so out of hand that it's just, I can't even go to the levels that it's gotten so out of hand in people's homes um, when they've given energy to that ghost. And entertained at being there. And, and I, I just feel like it's like having a trapped animal and poking a stick at it. Yeah. It's like, what if that was your loved one?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These ghosts, they are, they belong to somebody. They're somebody's loved one. And so the fact that they're here, um, it, they're not here by free will. Initially they're here by free will, but then the window closes and they're trapped and they actually need somebody at a certain point to be able to cross them over. So, that's when I run into them, I know that that's where, you know, God or creator put me. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's what I'm supposed to do every time I find one. So I'm very passionate about clearing the energetic spaces and buildings, land homes around people. And a lot of my clients come to me and I was like, at first I was like, okay, what's the big idea? Everyone that's coming to me for healing is bringing a loved one in spirit that needs to be crossed over. And they're basically like yelling at me like, Oh, I'm so glad she finally came to see you. I've been trying to get help for years, you know? (laughs) So there's a need for them to cross over. They're ready, but they can't get through themselves. So um, just really think about, even though it's fun and exciting and it's, it really is, it's fun to experience something supernatural. Mm -hmm. And I think people should, that's how we learn about the afterlife. But I feel like if you're going to have any kind of endeavor like that, that you should either yourself. Uh, know the skills and abilities to cross them over or bring somebody with you that can so that after you've collected your fun and your evidence or had your experience that you can bring peace and healing to wherever you are
0: Mm -hmm. and have a good intention about it because yeah because and I I really want to touch on that because I know that you know this is big for Halloween and I Uh I have a really distaste for some of the things and I I, you know I take in fun of when they do the you know the fake haunted houses and stuff like that. Um, you know, we all like to have those little scares, but yep. when it comes to actually going to some of these places, there needs to be a respect thing, um, on that level. Do you find that you have ever run into, cause I'm sure not everybody, not every spirit wants to leave, right?
1: Well, they, of course they don't because they're stuck in their <laughs> earth time drama. Okay. So not only can they not leave and, but sometimes they say they want to stay That's because they're stuck in their drama once they're healed they're so thankful and grateful because now their soul can advance and their family can heal their grief they can't heal when their loved one's here Mm. you know so you've got like all these ghosts from however long ago and their lineage their family has not healed that wound within their dna so helping one ghost whether they want it or not they're going to go to the light and their whole family is going to heal the environment is going to raise its vibration. Having an unhealed spirit lowers the vibration. It can make people sick, tired, drained, depressed, you know, and so it's a healing that doesn't just go to one soul. It goes to many souls and the environment and the earth.
0: So technically, let's say you run into a spirit and it's not ready. It's in that drama. Would you like have more than one session? Like, <laughs> Could you no, possibly I would go cross through them that? Over. You just nope. cross them over and just cross that's the over. end of it. Yep. Nice. All right. That's it. nice. <laughs> it seems so. They'll simple. come back
1: and say thank you right away. They'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's really, that's really cool. Do you find that there's any misconceptions about being a medium that you have to like kind of debunk or you're like, no, I don't do that, or it's not about Well,
1: that? um, my clients are pretty amazing and pretty educated about the process and what to expect in a session. And probably because I strongly lean towards the healing aspect of it. Um, Sometimes people go to mediums and they're just looking for a little bit of entertainment or like some kind of proof, you know, and it's like more like, uh, yeah, for entertainment value, <laughs> not, yeah. just because, not because their heart needs to hear this or because they're really open and receptive. Um, and so I've been really fortunate. I don't usually get clients like that, but I do know when you're in large groups, like if you're at an expo or something, a lot of the people that are walking around at those types of events are kind of more thrill seeking. Just want a little bit of, you know, this maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More, more entertainment. You know, like just tell me what I want to hear, kind of thing. Don't tell me the truth. Don't tell me, you know. Right.
0: Well, <laughs> if you're if you're not open to it, you're not going to get anything out of it. So right. I, I I could never quite understand people who are like, Well, I'm not going to say anything or that level. I'm like, well, you're only blocking yourself. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not like, yeah. like if that's what you, you know, if you're not gonna want to get those messages, then Um, Yeah. Skepism is all about doubt in that level too. So yeah. And
1: they're like, if you tell me the one thing, then I'll believe you. It's like, no, it's not my job (laughs) to convince you of anything. And that doesn't do a service or honor to the spirit that's coming through to, to communicate with you. And it's a waste of my time. Yeah. So I'm not interested in clients like that. Um, I'm interested in people that are actually really have a genuine desire to heal and have an awareness that healing themselves and may involve if they have any loved ones in spirit that need to help them too.
0: Right. For, um, and I'm going to go back a little bit for when you, we were talking about negative entities or anything. Uh What about when it comes to the realm of demonic? Uh Yeah. Like is is that going hand in hand or is that like, yeah, there's different different
1: variances. You know, I've seen a lot of different creatures, um, attached to people, little goblins, little this and that, you know, when you're dealing with something that's really, really strong and nasty, you have to have its sacred name in order to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this is the main thing that, uh, it's always been a truth. Like people that deal with the spiritual work, they know that you need to have this. The Catholic priests are the best at doing the exorcisms because of this. The only flaw there is that you do not go to the demon and ask or demand it's sacred name. It's like, no, honey, go connect with God and ask for it. And you're going to get it. And then you command it by name and it goes, Mm. Don't waste your time and energy engaging with a demonic spirit because all you'll do is get backlash.
0: Yeah. You know, so I would assume it would be very draining as well.
1: Yeah. So like when I'm clearing those, you know, people they just they go. If you have the name, they go. It's really quite amazing and fast. And um I've done a lot, tons of those, tons of them. Wow. So, you know, sometimes people will faint, sometimes they'll vomit, sometimes they're just feel good for once in their life, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because it's gone. So,
0: yeah. Do you find that some people who they know something's off, right? They, yeah. they come to you, they know something's off, but they, they can't quite explain it or in yeah. that level. Do you find that they are shocked with what they find or like, because I know it's got to be like a relief that, you know, someone's believing them to something, an extent that what they're, what they're going through. Yeah. I'm um, in there, but is there a shock level? Is there almost like a grief counseling for that as well? You know, after when they have like
1: a really like a demon or an entity, yeah. uh,
0: sometimes I opt
1: not to even tell them.
0: That makes sense.
1: Okay. Because I'm like, what I discern immediately when I'm connected to them and I'm intuitively feeling and reading them, I'm like, if I tell them right now what they actually have, they're going to freak out, go into trauma and then talk about it for 10 years and reattract it. Mm. (laughs) So I'm just going to ask if I can like buff out their energy and do a little clearing before we get started. And I'm going to immediately go up, get the name and clear it, you know, Um, and I just set that precedence. I'm like, I'm going to get rid of them, whatever they're carrying with them. They're going to go immediately in the beginning of my sessions before I get into working with their own programs and their own energy. Cause
0: Mm -hmm. as long as
1: they have any kind of attachment, you're not even dealing with their stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you got been in cases where it's not paranormal? It's absolutely not like, Um, you're just like, it's it's just energy and a level of, uh,
1: okay. Sometimes things are um, created by the environment. Mm-hmm. But then also because of that, it, it draws spirits. You know, if you're in a really high energy environment, it may not be a natural haunting, but spirits will come to it because of the energy's high. Um, like if the like, you know, like uh, with a lot of like electric wires or electrical yeah. things. Um, and uh, gosh, I forgot where I was going with that. I had something else that's <laughs> coming kind of come up after that. I can't remember now. Um,
0: I'm assuming like carbon monoxide would be one or yes, if they had something where, yeah. Yes. Would
1: be- you know, and sometimes the same f- happens with some people with some mental illness. Um, it's kind of like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Because they truly do have a lot of entities mm. and you start to clear them and it's like, wow, they they can feel better. They start to get clear headed. They start to cl- kind of regain their, their, their normalcy or or ability to function. And it's amazing. But usually they have so many wounds they're carrying that are unhealed that they start to slowly reattract them again. And so when you're dealing with like mental illness, you know, sometimes there's also a pattern. I've seen people call them back. I've had them flat out tell me, well, I got lonely after you got rid of them all. They were my only friends.
0: Because they have an attachment to it. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: And I'm like, oh no, we have to get you out. You have to meet real people friends, you know? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like
1: (laughs) so that happens sometimes too. So some things can be created out of expectation, some out of wounds, some out of patterns, you know. And so you gotta kind of look at the whole picture.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that with the attachment that that people might have on it because they're so used to it.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like that
0: is how it's gotta be. It's almost like What's that syndrome called where you fall in love? Like the the kidnap syndrome. What is that called? Yeah, Stockholm. Yeah, Stockholm. It's almost like that, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah. And people, once you like cleared their house or them, them or their house, and all of a sudden they're like looking everywhere, like expecting to see it. Well, how come it's so quiet? Normally there's a door. I'm going to stare at the door. I'm going to, you know, and it's like pretty soon Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, is your psychic energy now creating it? You know, mm. just like a topo can be created. There's no soul left to be cleared, but so many people believe it's haunted that it actually creates an energetic yeah. energy being that is doing stuff, you know, yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's cool. That's like, in a sense of like, what's happening here, but they don't yeah. make sense like in that level of like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so like- usually, you know, when you're connecting, you're like, okay, let me get my discernment. You know, is this an actual soul that needs mm-hmm. help? If there's a soul, it's going to get sent up. It's going to the light. Um, If it's an entity, it's going to the light, it's going back to God, you know, it gets, it gets discreated. It goes back to where it needs to. It doesn't have any ability to come back down then at that point. Um, A lot of people will send them out or cast them into a dog or send them into the woods and it's like, oh, great. And then, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, so yeah,
0: even like haunted things. Like I know people have like, have had, you know, dolls or something like that or absolutely things like that as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, and it can be residual or, you know, in there. So uh-huh. um have you been in a situation where someone doesn't know that they're gifted and that's what's actually attracting? Like they're basically a beacon.
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's like one of the most common things. I mean, when you start working with people and they're having all these experiences, you know, the first thing is they think is they're like going through the dark night of the soul, they're so haunted. And it's like Yeah, because you're meant to wake up right now, you know, and now that you know what's going on, you need to learn some, some abilities to use your skills that you have to start functioning and working within that spiritual realm, start bringing the healing to the spirit world, start, you know, stepping into your gifts. Mm. So yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you been in a situation with, because we, we talk about like a haunted environment what about if it's something that's larger than just a house? I mean, let's let's talk uh-huh. about land or anything in in that. Yeah um, what is the healing that goes on there? I mean, because you state that when there's something that's something like toxic, like a land where it's yeah. more than one thing, how would you go about that? Would that be something that would be more profound than just you or no. is nope.
1: No, but sometimes there's a, maybe a layering process. So you want to go into like looking at all the spells and curses that the land may be holding any tragedy that the land may be holding memories of, especially if it's been like a battlefield, or even if you date back, I mean, if you date back any land, you can almost always find some sort of battle from some sort of people, you know, ancient or, or prehistoric even. And it's like the land holds memory. And so you want to just clear, you know, you can clear the property, the, the land, the water, the air around it, the trees. I mean, every single thing is absorbing all the time. So that's just part of the process is to clear that land too.
0: Yeah. And what I, what I love about the message that you always bring it back to Diana is healing is that we have the power to heal. Yes. And, um, it's not, you know, same thing with any kind of mentorship or mediumship. The true mediums to me and the true mentors out there are the ones who show you the light to say that, hey, no, you have the power to do this. Because so many of us are out there trying to validate through other people or other sources and so forth. So that was very important. And that's something that we wanted to always, you know, when we started this channel, to show how many people are out there who are really, you know, um different different beliefs we don't always yeah, yeah. believe in everything that everyone says you know mm-hmm. or aspect but we open the floor up to say hey listen we have questions yep. use your own intuition if you want to connect to Diana or you know yep. another guest that we have on here uh,
1: absolutely i even <laughs> told my students i'm like if i ever say something that doesn't feel right to you disregard it like don't yeah. ever believe somebody just because you respect them or follow their work or anything always tune in and use your own discernment and that could be said with anybody right your mentors your friends your family but like really use your own intuition take what serves you take what resonates with you and just throw out the rest
0: yeah i say that in my readings too my tarot channel (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's what it goes because there's so many people who are like no we have to validate something we need to see what's going on here So is there anything that you would like to, um, you know, not just educate, um, our guests, but if there's anything that you would want to let, um, our audience know if there's something specific, specifically with the paranormal, if they're just, if there's any kind of messages that you can take about message mediumship.
1: Um, Hmm. Well, you know, I think it's, I think, I mean, I don't want to get down on paranormal. I actually love it. I yeah. love it that it has educated so many people and by far and large, the majority of people doing paranormal work are really doing it because they're dedicated because they're, I mean, they mostly work for free. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? They're dedicated. They're, they're doing that on their own dollar most of the time. And it's a lot of hours and a lot of extra work. It's not just a hobby. Um, so the majority of them really, really want to help. Um, and I think it's great. I think all aspects of learning about the spirit world is great because it educates us, Mm. right? So even if we don't agree with this person or this person or how this group is run or whatever, um, it all still educates us and it all still teaches us about the afterlife. And I think it's very important to our journey here to know that we're going to stay connected with our loved ones and that. Um, we don't have to fear death that we just know okay make sure we go to the light or you know find someone that'll send us later you know whatever but yeah. it's not over till it's over there's just always hope there's always regeneration there's always healing and I think that any avenue people come through with their with their messages whether it's EVPs and spirit box or working through a medium for message um, that it all helps us live up the best life now it helps us, know that there's an afterlife and that this life is the one that we're in right now and we don't have to worry yeah you know so that's
0: no i (laughs) i think you nailed it i think you nailed every aspect of it (laughs) (laughs) so listen we are we're i can't believe we just flew through some of this time but i wanted to give we always do a like a little shameless plug in the end um for you (laughs) Um, as we like to know, are, you know, people, if there's the best way to reach out to you is through your website, it's dianepalm.com. Yep. Um, are there any upcoming events or anything that you want to share with the group or courses that um, are highlighted now that people can grab onto if they want to or anything you, you know? to talk about?
1: I have a mediumship class. My date's kind of been fluctuating though, because I've had some students changing, changing their schedule. So I'm looking okay. at one in November in Stillwater, Minnesota. Um, So people are interested in that they can email me and I'll get a solid date. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I do put on my website. Now I'll be posting some data healing classes. I'm going to get my, my fall winter schedule up so that I can get some of those um, scheduled. I just kind of finished a big round of classes. (laughs) (laughs) So time to get more out there. Um, But yeah. And if people are interested in learning more, they can certainly go to my YouTube channel. It's all free videos where they can just Kind of sit and binge watch whatever they're interested in, and learn a lot about the spirit world.
0: Yeah, we're gonna put all of that in the description box after this yeah. for those, for those um, who are replaying this. Um, also, your books in too, because yep. you have a couple several books too, and they can get that I on do. website. And I I actually purchased one on Amazon, the the yep. free one, so I was able to get that on Amazon. So we'll have all that information awesome. on there. We really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs) It's been extremely insightful. Next week, we are going to bring on this, you know, the last, I can't believe it's going to be Halloween next week already. We have Sapphire Dragonfly um, joining us to go over spells and black magic and what that's all about. But um, we wanted to take the time to just say thank you, Diana, so for being here. And yeah. um, it's been profound. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Okay. And we will see you next week. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening. The Breakdown is recorded live. To get live show notifications, head on over to YouTube and search The Breakdown Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified. You can also find us over on Facebook at The Breakdown Live. And if you would love to be a guest on our show or you just have a juicy topic that you would love for us to break down, shoot us an email at circus@breakdownlive.com. At Until next time.